see, I, I think I'm offering the insightful commentary and the humor. So what am I here for? The color? They've been the all day, but so it's fun. They have each other's bags, and today is finally done. In a world setting in a Georgia town. On a show about libraries and visual sound. In the stacks of libraries, where it always starts. The stacks so much more than either of them thought. It's Thursday for mayhem, it's Thursday for fun. In the stacks with Barry and the Goya, it's second to none. Hello. Hello. I've been, I've been yelling at you. Really? Sorry. My computer, which you still haven't replaced, uh, is acting slow. So, or just being slow. I haven't replaced? Yeah, you know, because I need someone to buy me a new computer. And, you know, you're known for being so generous to, to people that, you know, I thought, I thought we'd already discussed this, that I need a new computer. Y'all already have. I, I remember that. I don't recall me ever saying I was going to buy it. <laughs> but she said that you would. Oh, okay. Yes. You got all and told. And yeah. <laughs> well, everybody, welcome to another fantabulous episode of In the Stacks with Barry and Latoya and T'Challa. Yay! Yep. So yeah, we are still in season 13. This is episode seven, I believe. Um, and yeah. <laughs> um, eight weeks. <laughs> some in eight weeks. We've only not done one for like three weeks. Yeah. So yeah, we were supposed to just take the week off for Valentine's Day. Um, but then my <laughs> husband was here for three weeks and, you know. And you're so busy being screwed on every piece of furniture in the house. That is it. You know, we had a lot to make up for. So yeah, um, yeah that, that was it. <laughs> no, we were just, I mean, it was really cool. You know, generally speaking, I'm, I'm pretty used to not having him here. You know, over the past two years, he's been a truck driver. Uh, he's also a trainer. So he tends to be on the road a little bit longer. Originally, it was supposed to be that he came home, you know, like every two weeks. But now it's generally like once a month or something. So um, having him back for three weeks just kind of reminded me of, you know, the fact that it's like, oh, yeah, this is what it's like to actually like be married and have someone around. Um, you know, there were moments where I was like, God, I wish I, you were gone. But for the most part, I was like, you know, I really do miss having him here. Um, you know, because he, when he is here, if I'm in the office for far too long, or if I, you know, forget to eat or something, he'll, he'll make me something or get me to stop or, you know, so it, it was nice having someone here that kind of, you know, took care of me or looked out for me here and there um so it's been an adjustment him being gone uh he was here one day shy of exactly three weeks and yeah I mean we I think by the end of it we both we both agreed that um you know in the coming months he wants to definitely find a more local trucking gig so you know it's a hash too you got it's your mom yeah, this is my mother, uh, guest starring on the show. Uh, I'm, I'm in the midst of uh, uh, selling some pecans, so she wanted to buy a bag. So. Okay, all right. Yeah, you mentioned that to me. So I, I honestly don't know what to really talk about. We've, you and I have certainly spoken um, since 
us not recording the show, but unfortunately everything we've discussed or most of the things we've discussed is not appropriate for the show. Well, a lot of things, like last week, uh, both T'Challa and I, I recall, I don't remember what they were, but I remember we both had things we were like, oh yeah, I want to talk about this on the show. Well, I know T'Challa's was like he'd hurt himself or something. Ah, yes, yes. I don't remember what yours is, Barry, but. I don't, I don't, I had things to talk about though, but I don't remember them now. But well, yes, do you want to talk about your? Yeah, I, um, I, I dislocated my knee. Jeez. What were you doing to do that? Well, uh, I'm, I'm not going to explain the exact circumstances of how, because it's very complicated. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I will tell you this now. All right, T'Challa, I will tell you this. Generally, when adults hurt their knee, <laughs> They're like, well, I don't really want to go into it, mm-hmm. right? It involves something that starts with the, the letter S, right? Okay, but he says it, no, he says it, it actually didn't. wait, it did involve something that starts with the letter S. It wow! A- oh, it's a snare drum. <laughs> now that's a euphemism, mm-hmm. of oh. course. <laughs> <laughs> now he's laughing now. <laughs> So with the snare drum and the the incident, um, I mean, I still don't understand how you would have. Well, anyway, are you better now? Or are you feeling any better? Um, for the most part, but I, I don't think it's ever going to go completely away. Hmm. Because, because every now and then it'll start acting up again. That, that was that was a little bit ago. But yeah, he was pretty, pretty puny. I mean, he had like a knee, a knee brace on. Yeah. <laughs> You know, sitting with yeah, his knee propped up and stuff, you know, so. Well, oh, I certainly am sorry that happened, but I'm glad that you are on the mend. Yeah. Um, Things will happen more more, more like that as you get older. To that is very true. Um, there was one time, I remember I, I threw my back out. And I, I mean, I could not move. And all I had done was like reach down to pick up some underwear. And. Uh, After sex? I mean, I'm sure sex was somewhere involved in there, It right? was first thing in the morning. <laughs> Got up out of bed, went to open up my underwear drawer, bent over the underwear, boom. And I felt it before I ever straightened back up. Oh, oh, my God. And I was, like, actually, like, stretched out on the bed. I was like, I cannot stand up. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, so, I have not had any of those types of incidents, but okay. Well, I mean, generally, you could tell you're an adult because you could gain 30 pounds overnight. Right, yep. Uh, you could throw your back out, like, I don't know, pick it up the remote and uh, all of this different thing. And things like your knees, you mm-hmm. won't tell anybody, oh, my knees hurt. You'll tell somebody, you know, on the day, you know, hey, my knees feel good. Yes, yes. That'll be the more exciting thing. Well, yeah. my knees are like crap. I mean, it like in terms of there are plenty of times where I hear it like crackle or whatever. I'm like, oh, God, you know, as I, as I get older, I know that's going to be an issue. Um, it's a snap, crackle, pop. <laughs> well, I mean, it doesn't hurt. I, I have the only one I've heard are crunch and pop. Ooh. Ooh. about that. Mm-hmm. Well, no, my I think obviously it's like the cartilage. Um in front of or you know by my knee my kneecaps and stuff but when I will sometimes bend or try to get back up it does make the crackling sound it doesn't hurt right now but I know that 
the crackling sound is not good and that it's wearing away something. So when I get older, then I may have difficulty bending over and picking stuff up and, and all of that. But for now, it's just, it's still comical <laughs> for me. And, um, you know, I laugh until it starts to hurt. See, for this kind of getting old discussion, we actually do need Kay on the show. I know, seriously. He's like, he's 75. <laughs> Oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, I guess in some ways he may as well be, but no, he's not quite that old. Although I never remember what his age is. I always have to ask him. So, <laughs> I just, so. it does say something right there. <laughs> well, it's funny because we, whenever he's home, of course, we'll go out to the store and stuff and end up like buying stuff we really don't need, but we just feel like buying. So we'll go to like Ross and stuff. Well, the last time we went there, I noticed for the first time that on the door, there's a sign that says, you know, Tuesdays, um, if you're 55 and older, there you get like a 10% discount or something. Yeah, take him on Tuesdays. So, yeah, he, um, I showed it to him and he was like, oh, man, we should come on Tuesdays. I was like, why? And, you know, then he had to remind me that, you know, he's, he's of age. So... <laughs> So yeah, I mean, we we have we never went on a Tuesday, but it you know that was a reminder of my older husband. So yeah, so, yeah. Oh, well, you know, I mean, he's at that age where it's like three o'clock. He's like, hey, what time did the buffet start? There you go. Yep. Gotta go to that four o'clock buffet. <laughs> but I mean, you know, <laughs> bingo. <laughs> he um, if it, and you know, he uh, he does have two children from his uh, previous marriage. And, you know, if it wasn't for the fact that obviously he still has to pay child support. And right now he's the one who's providing insurance, health insurance to, you know, us as well as to his children. So it's not as easy as him saying, okay, well, I'm going to just stop working and then I'll find something else local. You know, it's like, well, you know, he's, the, he's an adult and actually has adult responsibilities. So, you know, part of me is like relishing the fact, cause you know, I've always said that my husband is like my child man. And so, you know, a lot of responsibilities have fallen or, you know, was taken on by me. And so there are times where I feel like, you know, man, if he only knew <laughs> what it was to have to be in constant, you know, awareness and concern about having to make sure that all these different bills get paid, you know, it'd be different. Um, so actually that, that just happened while we were, um, while he was here, we decided that, um, he was, well, at least I guess I decided and kind of go to him, go to him into, um, getting another car, his vehicle that I paid off, um, in August of last year has not, been operational for two years so we basically paid for storage insurance for that vehicle and it's just sat as a paperweight in the garage um and after discussion and arguing and all this other stuff um it was decided that he we were going to give his vehicle that needed repair to his sister who lives um in new york and um he was going to get his own vehicle that actually worked because while he was here I was like his taxi and so there was a lot of things I didn't get done and I was his taxi because after well you know we all know he is not allowed to touch my vehicle again 
So right. when I got a new vehicle, that was the, that was the deal. So, you know, I was like, well, I'd much rather drive him than have him borrow it and can rent my car. So so um, he we found one on CarMax, actually. Um, that was the first time I've ever had that kind of experience. So he was actually in his cardiologist appointment um, on that day. I was in the car waiting for him on my laptop um, and found a vehicle and yeah so it uh it was in texas which was interesting because at that time there was all that stuff going on in texas but the the vehicle um came a couple of days later and so we went to a, a more local carmax to pick it up um he had it for like two days and um had to bring it back because they had to they have to replace the catalytic catalytic converter in it because mm -hmm. the vehicle he got is is basically the same model, the same model, year and model. Um, well, year. It's a, a 2015 Honda Fit. Um, it is one step up from the um, the the level he had before. We have so I have a um, an EX, and so the one he stepped up to is an EXL. And the difference is simply it has the two front seats are heated, and it's leather interior instead of you know the the cloth. Um, anyway, when he bought it, it has like 113,000 miles on it. So of course, you know, it's to be expected that maybe something was up, but anyway, he took it there. They're taking care of it, but all that is to say, I'm just really excited that he gets to know what it's like to be in a car payment because I don't think he's ever really had that experience. And mm -hmm. I made it very clear that I was not paying for the car this time since I paid for his other one. And it just felt really good because I'm like, you know, now you really get to understand or at least, you know, get some taste of it. But um, he, he, he was kind of stressed about it and all that. So I was like, oh, that's just so funny. Um, so, so yeah, he has a new car that is not here presently. Um, but when it gets repaired in the coming days, I've got to go and get it and bring it back home. Um, and then his other car is still at the shop. That should be repaired in the next coming days, at which point when it's done, I have to go and get it. And then we've got to coordinate to make sure that his sister um, can come and get the car or have someone come get that car. So at some point I will have three cars <laughs> here instead of just the two. But for now, I'm down to one, which is mine. And I am happy. <laughs> so we've been kind of busy. It's cute that you're giving him more responsibility. I know, I know it is. Well, I told him too, it's it's kind of one of those things where it's like, well, I wanted him to get a vehicle, but always in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, well, if something goes sideways, I have to be able to pay for it if, you know, something happens. So he got it at a price point where, you know, obviously I would have to do some rearranging, but worst comes to worst, you know, I'd be able to, you know, maybe absorb that payment, but for now, I'm just happy that he technically has it because this one is in his name. Everything is is his. So, yes, I'm looking forward to his discomfort with having um, a recurring monthly bill that is like an albatross around your neck. <laughs> so, so, yeah, well, good times. Well, speaking of uh, things we've been watching on TV. Um, really? Really? <laughs> You know, I know you haven't watched it yet, so we won't go any spoilers, but uh, WandaVision wrapped up yesterday. Right. I have not seen the last, I guess, two episodes then. Oh, okay. So you have seen most of it then. Yeah, I've seen most of it. While you're talking, yeah, yeah, let me go It wrapped ahead. up in, in suitably 
I think emotional fashion and, um, you know, I think uh, both T'Challa and I had a few lingering questions here and there. I, I but I feel like they could have done it better, but they did it well. Yeah, I, I really liked it. I mean, I thought it was excellent. Sorry, um, I have three episodes to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were still a few things here and there. Well, I mean, I'd read some stuff prior to obviously wrap, wrapping up since they were being very quiet about whether or not there'd be another season. And in my head, I was like, I didn't realize that this was going to be, would have been something that would be like a multiple season um, yeah. type of show. So, you know, the fact that they brought it up, I'm like, early on, I figured it was not <laughs> so um well, I think anyway. people bring it up hadn't hadn't read the the things beforehand because they have said that most of these are going to be you know mini series right They're which makes sense series. makes complete sense yeah but uh yeah that, that wrapped up well and then we watched uh R- raya and the last dragon yeah i barely saw stuff about that i wasn't really interested so it is it is incredible it is excellent really it is not a musical like so many Disney, Disney movies. It's mm-hmm. not a musical. Um, parts of it are uh, surprisingly dark, but it's really, really good. I think it's a beautiful story. I think it's got a great message. The animation is, I think, maybe the best animation I've ever seen in a Disney film. Okay, well, then I guess maybe we now have something that we will watch later today. Cool. Yeah, the animation is incredible. Okay. Uh, at the very beginning, I think both T'Challa and I felt like, you know, he actually said it out loud uh, that, wow, there's a lot of exposition. Okay. Right? Because, yeah, they do, they have to kind of, they have to establish each of these different tribes almost mm-hmm. and what kind of the world is like and what happened way back when and what happened now. And so, really, it's almost like, what, 15 minutes into the movie before you're actually caught up? Oh, on, okay. So they give you 15 minutes of backstory. Okay. Yeah, and um, and from then and on, that's the only thing yeah. I didn't like about the movie. Well, I mean, but but then would it have been as good a movie if you didn't have that backstory? Well, I don't um, think it would have made any sense. Okay, then. All right. Yeah. It, I feel like it was necessary. Yeah, and I don't really know how they could have done it better than they did. Okay. Um, unless you know they sent everybody in America like a little booklet to read, and we all actually read it. You know, <laughs> that's not going to happen. So they got to, you know. They've got to get it out there. Right, right. But yeah, it was fantastic. I mean, that's the downside though right now with COVID and not having the movie theater. Like to me, it's almost like the movies are almost dead to me right now. Like it doesn't exist. And so unless I hear it from you or someone close to me that, oh, there's a movie coming out, generally speaking, I have no idea what's coming out. Well, you know, with a a lot of movies, it's really... Uh, you know, my students talking to me about it, you know, because like you had mentioned, I care a lot mm-hmm. briefly and I've seen it and was thinking about it. And then I had a whole bunch of students who had either already seen it or were planning to see it. And so when it comes to like the more um, teen to adult movies, mm-hmm. I still hear from all of them because they're watching movies like crazy. Right, right. But yeah, well, like the, this one from Disney, it's like I was aware of it. Yeah. Yeah, I was really like excited about it because I hadn't seen, I'd only seen like maybe two trailers. Um, and it wasn't like in my face, I think the way it would have been. Yeah, exactly. I, I think I saw part of a trailer, but yeah. didn't even. Yes, like, but. Really watched it in the yeah, everything's still also a theatrical release. It's just, you know, the theaters are really dead. Right, um, right. I don't know anybody who's actually going to the theater. Yeah, I mean, ours is open. 
our local yeah. theater is open but anytime we go over there because it's in the same complex as like bath and body works and stuff anytime we go over there the, the that part of the parking lot is very like light i mean there's maybe 10 cars over there 15 yeah i mean it probably is safe as hell actually to go to the movies well ours is dirty so <laughs> we were like if it was dirty pre-covid it's gonna definitely be still dirty now so um um i it is part of the i think it's like the disney plus premiere so uh it did cost thirty dollars oh man so it was but like it's one it's not a rental it, it was one time and you get unlimited access yeah once you paid for it you can watch it whenever you want for whenever you want i guess i mean so but they're still, careful not to in call my it opinion it was worth it yeah i think it was worth it but um they they're careful not to call it a purchase Right, 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 of course, of course. Yeah, you still only have it as long as you're a subscriber to Disney Plus. So it's not like you bought it and once you know you could cancel Disney Plus and you still have it. No. So it's it's more like the Disney Plus subscription lifetime. Yes. Okay. So as long as you're a Disney Plus subscriber, you will have access to this movie, um, and of course everybody will in four months. But until then, it's thirty dollars. Hmm. And see, which is a reverse from, you know, I guess the usual release it on these premium or, you know, these streaming networks for like a month, kind of like with Wonder Woman and then charge for it afterwards. But right. okay, all right. Well, I mean, now that you guys have said it's good, I'm, we're today we're going to be celebrating, I think it's my grandmother's 92nd or 93rd birthday next week, but we're celebrating this evening and we wanted we were planning on watching coming to america too when it came out but it's it's a beyonce weekend so obviously something like that is not beyonce appropriate right. um i was so trying to I, kind of talk t'challa into watching the first one the first one is i mean classic i love that movie yeah, he's never seen it. Oh, yeah. Well, it's funny. I was watching something. A news program on was on last night while I was coloring. And um, it was, there. It was um, you know, local Atlanta station. And the anchor was an African-American gentleman. And they had done a little bit about, the obviously, the second one coming out. And he's like, oh, I still haven't gotten around to seeing the first one. I was like, back that up? What? It just, I don't know. I mean, he was of the age that he should have seen that movie already. But, I mean, I think it's not so much just a Black classic. It's just, to me, it's one of those classic films that if you were around in the 80s, you know, and wasn't, like, over the hill, you would have seen that movie. Yeah. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. I do want it to be uh, like a double feature. I want to see the first one and then lead into the second. Um, but it's just not going to happen this weekend. So I'm bummed. Most of my Facebook friends have been like, it's not as good as the first one, but it's it's okay. It's not going to. I mean, I, I figured that. And certainly with as much time that has passed, it, it's fine. I just want to yeah. be back in that world for a minute, you know, and um, I'm looking forward to it. I don't have any expectations here or there. I figure there's going to be funny parts because it's Eddie Murphy after all, Arsenio Hall, which I read an article last week in People, which is another really cool thing when Kay is here. I actually was on the couch and pulled out a last week's edition of People magazine. I was actually reading it and flipping through it. Anyway, in the article, he talks about it's funny that basically Arsenio is the equivalent of black twitter back in the day because 
you know, I mean, everyone watched Arsenio Hall and he was a place to go for, you know, anything that was like pop culture. Anyway, looking forward to it, looking forward to seeing and understanding how these very old actors, you know, the barbershop set could yeah. still be alive today. <laughs> but yeah. but um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And I, I mean, I'm sure you're going to see it at some point. And T'Challa, you have, you have to watch the first one and then watch the second one. That can be some, that can, well, I know it's late for Black History Month, but that could be a little Black flavoring for you. <laughs> the kids wanted to watch it before, um, I show movies before school starts. Mm -hmm. uh, the kids wanted to watch it and I was like, I don't know, it's rated R. And they're like, ah, there's nothing bad, that's real bad in it though. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, there's one of them, he says, oh, my favorite part is the scene where somebody yells to Eddie Murphy, you know, fuck you. Oh, oh Lord. <laughs> you know, and I was like, yeah, I don't think, uh, yeah, I wish to find some PG-13. <laughs> Oh, I'm showing the hate you give instead, you know, which they all love that too. So I still haven't watched them. I'm very, we've talked about this before. Yeah. I just, black movies, like when it has anything to do with racism or any of that kind of stuff, just makes me very uncomfortable. Yeah. So I don't, I, I don't watch those movies. I still haven't seen Butler. I haven't, I mean, there's a lot of black movies that are you know has to do with i haven't seen what selma i don't watch those types of movies it it for someone who suffers from depression as i do those are the movies you want to avoid so yeah so it's, yeah it's funny you know because you know when we were doing like the frederick Douglass uh speech you know what is uh fourth of july to a slave and, and i get so into it i'm, I'm like passionate you know and, mm -hmm. and uh <laughs> which you know it does it you know that speech is just fires you up makes you want to go I said, I told the kids, I said, makes me want to like go out in the street, set something on fire. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and uh, so oh like, my gosh. I forget what, they're all sitting around my desk and, and one of them said something about white people. And then somebody else said, I said, oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Reese. And somebody else said, he ain't white. And uh, <laughs> exactly. There you go. <laughs> they say he's a different breed. And you're uh, the blackest white man I know. Uh, well, yes. Yeah. It's true. That that is true. Yeah. I mean, we we both agree Barry is blacker than I am. So definitely, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I actually messaged her the other day, Chichala, because the new there's oh a documentary about Biggie Smalls had come out on uh, Netflix. So I messaged her. I said, "Are you going to watch it?" And she was like, "Why the fuck would I watch this?" Blah blah. blah. And I'm and like, "I'm watching watch, it now." You watched it. Uh -huh. Yeah, I want. I had I had yeah. actually set a reminder. That, that's what I thought. <laughs> so the, the day it was released it would tell me and that is terrible i'm looking back in the thread because i think it's like you're watching this black thing and i was oh here we go yeah yeah you said you texted watching the biggie smalls documentary on netflix and i was like you're so black lol i said we're in the last episode of Ginny and georgia and then you said you're so white i'm like yep which have you watched it Ginny and georgia yet Oh, and I, you know, a couple of my kids, the black kids too, mm -hmm. tell me I should watch it. But it's yeah, good. you should, you should. And uh, and I just got so many things I'm watching right now. I know, but this one, because Kay was the one to mention it, because you know, Kay is like mini you in a sense. When he's home, he's the one who's telling me, "Oh, we should watch this, should watch that," and we were hooked on it. Um, mm -hmm. uh, Gwen just finished it up recently, and like she was so into it that she would like wake up because you, she, she likes to have like the television on when she's working in the day. But right. there are certain things you can't just have as background noise. So she would wake up early, like an hour early, to be able to watch an episode 
before she went into the office. Um, it's 10 episodes. It's, you'll, you know, you'll be able to see what all that controversy is about the, the Taylor Swift joke. And then the oppression Olympics statement that they make, which again, within the context of what's happening makes sense to me, but whatever, I feel like people can be overly political. But as I was telling Gwen with the whole Taylor Swift thing and it became this, it's become this whole thing. I'm like, you know, the, sometimes I say stuff where it's like, oh, I can't believe it's an issue. But then to you, I'm not that person who walked in those shoes, you know? So right. like for, for Taylor, I know that it, it took a lot for her to break away from that image of her from that period where people felt like she was just dating all the time. Um, so, you know, whatever, but it's a really, really good series. Um, and I think you should watch it like squeeze in the first episode and see what, you know, we're talking about. And like I said, since you have it on um, the TV time app, you can track it. So. Yeah. 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 Play, um, I've, I'm keeping up with 911 and 911. Oh my god, I'm keeping up with 911. I'm and up to date on that, but not on that stupid second one. Although this season of uh, Lone Star has been much better. I uh, mean, it has the chick from Firefly, um, who used to be yes. married to Lawrence Fishburne. So yeah, it's gonna be better. Yeah. I've been watching uh, Murder Among the Mormons. Yeah, you texted me about that. I <laughs> I was with Gwen when he texted. Us, I started laughing. Um, is it really good? Uh, I've enjoyed it. It's only three episodes. It won't take you long. Oh, okay. All right. One episode to go. The first one to me that was fascinating was it, it, it gives you a look inside the Mormons and they are obsessed with like old books and old letters right. and things. Mm -hmm. And um, there, there's this huge controversy over this thing called the, the salamander letter. Um, and that's what people start getting killed over. And uh, there's like, you know, people set it off car bombs and stuff in salt lake city and uh it's really interesting to me i liked it okay i i've tagged it what's funny is that you're talking about this historical type of stuff um when it comes to genealogy stuff apparently you know if you're if you're an african-american a lot of the times you'll find a lot of really good information from the mormons because they keep very detailed records um yep. But as you've been watching this, I've just, I'm just now finishing up History's Greatest Mysteries, which is narrated um, or presented by Lawrence Fishburne. Um, right now, so it's, I think it's like a seven episode series. The last three episodes are just devoted to Roswell, which is my least favorite, like historical, whatever. I just, I, I, I don't know. Huh? I love hearing about Roswell. I just, but to me, it's like, I mean, it's, it's interesting to a point like I don't deep dive into it so like while it's on I'm doing something else um but I don't know why they devoted all of three episodes out of the series to it um the first episode I believe was the Titanic which you know I have this morbid love of um and I even have some collectible items <laughs> from Titanic stuff um they did it on was it uh D.B. Sweeney um yeah and yeah, the, the guy jumped out of the plane right with the with like two hundred thousand dollars huh Cooper. Cooper sorry yes wrong yeah I would say the actor um that was one um there were some others but it's I've been in a kind of a history mood lately mm -hmm. so you know now that I've finished Ginny and Georgia um that's what I'm finishing up right now. And then I'm going to jump into something. And I've been thinking about, because I, I finished the first season of Golden Girls, but I haven't started the second. 
um, for not for any particular reason, but I've been thinking about watching Friday Night Lights. I never saw it when it was on. Yeah, I didn't either. And um, I just keep seeing references to it. Um, and it seems like something that I would watch. So it ended in 2011. Uh, it was on for five seasons. So I think that that might actually be my next um, show that I pick up. Unless, you know, I hear something from you that's not about a rapper or whatever. So. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm also watching Still Superstore, which is wrapping up. I'm, uh, I'm always running an episode or two behind, but, you know, like I'll wait for there to be two or more and then I'll sit down and watch them. So yeah. I think I'm about two episodes behind. I'm still watching Pretty Little Liars. I'm in the middle of season two. <laughs> uh, I've been watching The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch. Uh, I've only got what? three episodes of that. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I was wondering what that was. Yeah, it's this ranch that's notorious in Utah, another Utah thing, and uh, it's notorious for being the site of all kinds of weird things, cattle mutilations, uh, radiate, people have been there, got weird radiation burns, hmm. um, UFO sightings, uh, all these kind of things, and the no local Native Americans, they claimed that the skinwalkers lived there, which okay. are like shape-shifting, you know, folks. Yeah, those but, sound like Wendigo. Yeah. Uh, I'm still kind of slowly making my way through NCIS. I'm in season six. Okay. Um, a good I've, series. I mean, I just stopped. I think it was the episode, or sorry, the series season before uh, Michael Michael Weatherly left is when I stopped. Um, so, I mean, I really enjoyed that series. I watched a series on uh, Shutter. It was only eight episodes, and each episode was only fifteen minutes long. So I, I watched the whole thing in two days. But, it took you two days to watch that, and it was 15 minutes per episode? Yeah, but I was watching it too. Whatever. Um, it starred the girl. She looked familiar, and so I looked her up, and she played um, Holden's girlfriend in um, Mind Hunters. Okay. Um, so, or his wife, I guess. He married her. But um, anyway, it, it, was, it was interesting. Dead Wax... Uh, it's basically about this, uh, these four single press records. And if anybody listens to them individually, it like kills them. Oh, okay. I think if I saw they, like a trailer or something for it. Yeah, if, they hear, if they only hear a part of it, it drives you insane. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, they're all designed to be played simultaneously. That's interesting. And so she's like a record hunter kind of person. Mm-hmm people pay her to go find them sometimes if she can't buy them legally she'll actually break in and steal them <laughs> um, and it's basically she gets involved in this thing it's pretty interesting hmm. okay. and i have also been watching um and i have not recommended it to you because i'm not sure i would recommend it to anybody even though it's been quite good uh which is the uh pharaoh versus um alan on hbo max it's all about Mia Farrow and Woody Allen. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought about watching it. Um, I just, yeah. I mean, I know of what happened, but I'm, yeah. I, I'm not like, I mean, eh, yeah. You said you have you are watching it. Are you finished? Mm -hmm. No, they've been releasing a new episode every week, you know. Okay. Three episodes out. I think there's still one more to go. 
Well, tell me at the end, because I mean, again, I saw, you know, when it, we watch, of course, HBO, and so a lot of times we end up, or at least specifically John Oliver, and so when we queue up what we're watching on the DVR, the first two minutes, usually before the episode is, is like commercial stuff, and so HBO does this like montage of all their really cool stuff that they, the series they have out, and the ones that are coming out, and so I mm. keep seeing that one mentioned, but I just hadn't thought to. Oh, which reminds me, I need to tag. There's one I wanted to see on CNN, Lincoln. Um, there was a Lincoln series, um, Divided We Stand or something. Um, um, it certainly has changed my opinion on the whole thing. Um, I've, I've, I'll be honest with you, I have never been a Mia Farrow fan. Neither have I. She, something about her always seemed fake to me. Mm-hmm. Um, something about her always seemed uh, disingenuous. Yes, I, I, I get that same feeling. And, you know, I'm not a big Woody Allen fan. I've only ever seen, I think, two Woody Allen movies. What, like Any Hall or something? And No, I saw um, Everything I Ever Wanted to Know About Sex but Was Afraid to Ask. Mm-hmm. And I saw Bananas. Oh, and I also saw Zelig. So I've seen three of his movies. Okay, I don't know if I've ever actually seen an entire Woody Allen movie. Probably, but maybe only one. And it wasn't yeah. Annie Hall, actually. So. Yeah, I've never seen Annie Hall. I mean, I that might be the only one I would consider watching just because I really like Diane Keaton. So, right. you know. Anyway, go ahead. So I'd always, you know, look, there's something creepy about the fact that he had a sexual relationship with his stepdaughter. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay. Right. Even if he claims it didn't start till she was 18. Right. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a, they, they, they unveil a lot of evidence that suggests it started about when she was probably seven, 16, 17. Um, but anyway, um, but a lot of it had always struck me as, you know, the, the scorned woman trying to get revenge on, you know, mm-hmm. X. But I tell you, having watched this now, I, I am thoroughly convinced that he molested Dylan. Mm-hmm. And that this is part of a whole history. I mean, they they brought out a a sixteen year old who said she had a sexual relationship with him, and it basically was what he turned into the movie um, Manhattan, which is mm-hmm. about his character having a sexual relationship with a sixteen year old girl played by um, not Margot Hemingway, but the younger one. Okay, um, Muriel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there, there's just a lot of a lot of people who saw things. There's phone conversations that Mia recorded between her and Woody. There's um, they have video uh, recordings of Dylan when she was seven and eight, telling her mom about all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, actually, I tell you, in the first episode, they showed a series of photos of just Dylan when she was around that age. And I took one look at those pictures and I was like, okay, she's telling the truth. Hmm. There was something, there was something in that little girl's eyes that looks just dead. Hmm. And uh, there's a picture of him holding her and the look on her face is just, if he wasn't doing it, somebody's doing it because you could tell there was something not right with her. Okay. So, 
you know, it's just one of those visceral reactions where you're like, oh, you know, you just look at it and you can just tell some somebody's raping that little girl. Well, I've added it to my list so I don't forget yeah. to watch it. I don't think I've ever heard like that expression used before. Well, like, I mean, you know, you can just look in the eyes and tell that this little girl is being raped. Yeah, I mean, most children, even sad children, you know, there's there's actually more. I see that I see there's more life in their eyes than mm-hmm. there adults. But when you see a little five or six year old and they just look, they just look dead, just I mean, detached from everything. I yeah, mean. I mean they're being abused. Um. Anyway, so I'm not sure. I would say, oh, you've got to sit down and watch it because it's depressing as hell. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, and it is. I've added it. Yeah, it's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was well making it a little lighter. Um, the history's greatest mysteries also had um episodes on the Shackleton ice ship. They wanted to be able okay. to find it, which was really cool. That was actually really cool. And, um, you know, if you're into that kind of history. And then there was, gosh, everything on my network is running so slow. I moved the page and then just to get back to it, it's taking forever. Uh, ugh, keep talking while this stupid thing loads. Oh, so I did forget to mention um, Riverdale, which has returned. And, uh, so this season, they've done their seven-year time jump. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it, you know, some people online, they're really losing their shit. They're, uh, you know, they don't like it anymore. Some people are like, you know, oh, it's, it's got to give it time. Uh, there's some weird stuff with it, though. You know, it's, so it's like basically between one episode and the next, seven years skips. Okay. And uh, the second episode of the season, which is the one where they graduate from high school, was a wonderful episode. Um, except at the very end, you know, uh, Archie decides he's going to go off and join the army, right? Mm-hmm. And of course, everybody's like, don't do it, don't do it. You know, you're going to die in the war, blah, blah, blah. And of course, I'm sitting here at home going, war. Yeah, what year is this supposed to be? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, at first, I'm like, you know, maybe they're just talking about like how, you know, technically we're still in Afghanistan and all mm-hmm. this. But no, apparently we're at war in this series. Okay. Uh, so the next episode uh, shows, you know, kind of like some glimpses of what Archie went through in the war, mm-hmm. uh, which apparently he was in the army for seven years and uh, fought in trench warfare. Okay. Uh, was wearing like this helmet that I haven't seen Americans wear since like World War One, And uh, <laughs> yeah, really, honestly, it looked like he was fighting in World War One. <laughs> and, uh, and so then, you know, he finally, you know, basically, you know, they he's one of those heroic types, you know, they show him dragging, you know, his the upper half of his friend, you know, across the enemy lines and stuff. Okay. And, uh, and then afterwards, you know, the army's like, you know, you've done enough, son, you need to go home. And he's like, no, you know, the war is still going on. I want to keep fighting. And they're like, they're like, son, you've done enough. We've used you up enough. You're good. So they send him back to Riverdale as to, to head up the uh, ROTC program at the high school. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he basically starts meeting up with everybody else again. And um, through typical Riverdale shenanigans, the town gets, um, like, unincorporated. Okay. So Riverdale doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> okay. They're going to close down the high school 
and all of this kind of stuff. But Archie and his friends decide they're going to save the school. And so they all become the teachers at the school. Because that's realistic. Okay. So like I mean, Archie, they have to come up with some reason to keep them all together, right? So Yeah. So Archie is doing ROTC and coaching the football team. Okay. Um, Veronica's like teaching like uh, some sort of fashion course and uh, economics. Mm-hmm. Uh, Betty is teaching like physical education and I forget what else. Because Betty during this time went off and became an FBI agent specializing in hunting down serial killers. And it's recurring dreams about this stuff. Because, of course, you may or may not remember her father was revealed as the Black Hood, a serial killer on the show. And (laughs) Jughead went off and wrote a The Great American Novel. Because that's what I see Jughead doing. Okay. Well, he's a writer on the show. Mm -hmm. And uh, but since then, he's not been able to write anything. And so he's become like an alcoholic and, you know, the publisher's waiting for that next big thing and mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And uh, so he comes back and he's the English teacher. Of course. And he's also working as a bus boy at Pops. Uh, <laughs> okay. And uh, anyway, so all this kind of stuff. Yeah, Reggie has become like a villain. He's He's working with um, Veronica's dad. He's like one of the big villains of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so, but it's just so weird. And like Veronica's married now, right? To this guy named Chad. And uh, he's an asshole. Mm-hmm. And uh, Betty and Archie have gotten back together because Betty used to date uh, Jughead. Everybody online loved him. They called him Bughead. Oh. Yeah. But now, since the actors have broken up, the characters have broken up. Okay. And uh, so now she's um, fucking Archie, right? Friends with benefits. They're keeping mm-hmm. it on the deal, right? And, uh, but they had like this really hot uh, shower scene with the two of them. And uh, so that's where we are. But yeah, a lot of people are confused because in the, epi- the episode where they graduate, mm-hmm. um, Veronica says that it's 2020, uh, right? So theoretically, if we jump forward seven years, 2027, 2027 right? there's a war that happens between no. 20. Because in the first episode back, right, mm-hmm. Archie comes back from the war and it says it's 2021. Right. So now a lot of people are like, what the what the hell? When was the show set originally? Was Veronica? <laughs> and some people are like, well, just don't worry about it. It's supposed to be timeless. Um, this kind of stuff. Um, this is why I don't like Riverdale. It's it's always made absolutely no sense to me. But that's part of the fun. <laughs> part of the fun is that it makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, part of, it's like watching Pretty Little Liars, right? Well, okay, all right, I will give you that then. Yeah, I'll call Latoya frequently, and I'll I'll be like, "What the hell?" They're basically the same show with different characters. It's the same genre, definitely. Um, I mean, it'd be like you know on on. We're on a Pretty Little Liars, somebody will be outed as somebody who has tried to murder people. They'll send them to like a, a mental facility for like two weeks. And then they come back and it's normal and they're friends again. Yeah, they come back to school. <laughs> yep. They let them back in at school. And it's, it's like, I don't think this is the way the world works. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, it, 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 that's part of it, though. It's part of the fun. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. what are they going to do this week? It's like watching Tiger King, you know. It's like, what are they going to do this week? Yeah, I'm still, it's on my, it's on my, you know, list on my app, but I, st- I haven't had the 
need to to watch it or anything so uh, riverdale yeah i think you could if you wanted to or you could watch the first season you can keep talking my mom is calling so i'm gonna mute myself <laughs> the first season hangs together pretty well because there's a certain mystery and it all makes sense and it's resolved at the end um the problems really come when you come back for season two and now there's like other bizarre things happening in riverdale and then in season three, there's like this role-playing game that's like Dungeons and Dragons, only it's taking over people's minds um, and all of these kind of things. The farther it goes, the, the more insane it gets. But in the first season, it's just like, oh, this is just a little town with a lot of hot teenagers and one person gets killed and they try to solve who it is. So I think if they had just stopped after one, it would have all made sense. I've liked some of the later seasons, but like in one season, they fight this guy who has a cult. And then at the end and the final episode with him, he's dressed like uh, evil Knievel. And his plan is that he rocket that he's going to like, you know, escape on. He's going to like ride on the rocket to get away. And, uh, <laughs> and okay. I mean, it's just absurd. Hmm. So I found the episode that I was missing from my list. It's the escape of John Wilkes Booth. That one was really interesting because I didn't realize that there were conspiracy theories about him, apparently him not dying and then yeah. like him siring more children. Well, this, this, um, this episode basically, you know, use the latest technology and all that stuff and DNA to, to, you know, again, put to rest that look, the people who claim that they're from, you know, after he died are actually not even of that um that family line so mm -hmm. it's just all stories and stuff so i'm i have mixed feelings about the series as a whole because i feel like some of it is just oh let's just talk about this because we want to talk about this and they don't actually give you any new information because i'm like that's kind of my reason for wanting to watch this stuff is that maybe there is new information on on these mysteries and in some episodes you're left thinking the same thing you did before you watched it so there's no big revelation because they they played up in the in the show of course and then right. i'm like well if they if they were to find out this information this would have been like everyone in the world would know so okay i know they're not going to find this kind of thing so that's how just about every documentary goes. not every but this in one that is area goes. <laughs> so i always yeah i'm always very skeptical because i'm like okay if you're going to reveal this big information this big information would have made a bigger social impact um or just you know been out there and even me who lives under a rock would have heard something about it so that when i see series like that i'm disappointed um because i feel like oh you know we're in 2021 the technology should be able to give us a lot more information but you also see as in the case of i was looking at um with the roswell one of the roswell episodes that there was a, a famous picture where like the general or whatever is holding a memo and they're holding up the the weather balloon so they were trying to use the newest technology to to see if they could pull out the information that was on that um on that letter in the picture uh, mm -hmm. but even now where they can magnetize it eighty thousand times whatever they still could figure out <laughs> what was what so i'm like that was a buzzkill 
So I don't know. Some documentaries are fantastic. Others are like, nah. And I mean, honestly, I was drawn to this because it's like, oh, cool. You know, Lawrence Fishburne is going to narrate it and stuff. But it's it's not been cool. So I mean, you can watch it. It's interesting, but it's very obvious um, that you're not going to learn anything new. Right. So to tell what have you been watching? Uh, not really much. Oh, I was going to say, Barry, you'd be, well, they say it's horror, but I don't think it really is. Kay started watching before he left Lock and Key, um, which, uh, again, apparently is, a, I think it's, I, I don't know if it's Netflix or Amazon, but. Yeah, it's Netflix. It's based on a series of graphic novels written by Stephen King's son. Oh, so, yeah, I mean, I watched the first couple episodes with him, and, you know, I was like, eh, okay, but I just didn't understand why they felt like it was, I, anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, I think you might like it, um, but... I read I, the graphic novels and enjoyed them, and I watched the first episode of the Netflix series. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, the, the, the mom in there is from, she was on Scandal, um, and there's, I think, a one or two other actors in there that I've seen them and stuff, but, um, you know, I, I didn't, oh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, they're, so I'm interested about the mystery of it all, like, you know, I don't know how it ends or what, you know, whatever, but the storyline itself was kind of interesting, so, yeah, I might have to, like, read the cliff note on it or something, because <laughs> <laughs> once he left, I just stopped watching it, so, well, now, Tatiana says he's not watching anything, but uh, we've been binge-watching Attack on Titan, the anime. Okay. And, uh, he's still making his way through Gotham. So, and, of course, we've been watching WandaVision. Oh, yeah. So, he's been watching more than he knows. <laughs> well, I'm guessing when he's not with you, he's not really watching much. I guess not. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he had a concert this week. Yeah, how did that go? Well... Okay. <laughs> what do you want me to say? It went well. I know, that's, I don't... That's, that's it. There, there was nothing really interesting. Yeah. All right, there you go. All right. Um, or what do you want us to discuss today? Because I told you earlier, I said you have no excuse not to have a topic. I was thinking about it earlier, but then I lost it. Oh my gosh, you're like your dad. You people need to write stuff down. <laughs> that's insane. Okay, I'm getting another phone call, so you guys keep talking. I asked you some asked you something that distracted you? Yes. All right. What do you remember what I had to do with? No. Ugh. All right, we'll think of something else. Okay. All right, this is a thrilling podcast here with Absolute Science. All right, while you're thinking of it. Sorry, you guys stop talking. What? The worst thing you'll ever read. The worst thing I've ever read. Ever. Oh, okay. I do have to think about that one. That's a little tough simply because usually if it's really awful, I stop it. Well, that, I, and I think that's what he's getting at. Is that, no, you, know, you, don't, what? you don't have to finish it. Just what have you read? That was like awful. at least part way through. That was that bad. Oh, my gosh. Um, you go ahead, Barry. I did, you know, one time I decided, you know what, I'm going to read Moby Dick. But mm. I had always heard so much about it. I read Moby Dick and I did not like it. I thought it was really bad. Um, 
I was always bored by Frankenstein. Hmm. Um, and I thought maybe I should try to reread it again now that I'm older. Um, I loved Dracula, and I'm like, oh, now I'll read Frankenstein. But uh, Frankenstein bored, the, bored me as a teenager. Um, worst thing I ever read. I don't like anything by John Steinbeck. Yeah, I was going to say, I started reading Grapes of Wrath in high school and did not finish it. Yeah, John Steinbeck, uh, I don't know why, is just so dry. Yeah, it is. It makes me picture everybody is like sweaty, so sweaty. They have like that that grit in the fold mm-hmm. of the neck and stuff, you know, and it's like take a goddamn bath, you know. <laughs> um, but I don't like those. But yeah, Steinbeck would be, yeah, for me, the one that I can't actually read. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's the only thing I can honestly think of. Because generally uh, speaking, when I pick up a, a book, I'll finish it. Not just because like, you know, when I watch TV, sometimes I'm like, I'm going to finish it just to finish it, even if I don't like it. But mm-hmm. I'm not that way with books. <laughs> so. Um, yeah. And with me, it's hard because generally if I don't like it and I set it down, I don't think about it anymore. Mm-hmm because usually I'll stop within a hundred pages if I really don't like it. Um, whereas, you know, if I, at least with uh, Moby Dick, I did read the whole thing and hated it. So maybe that's the, are word. you grading stuff again? I am looking at Facebook. Thank you very much. Oh my gosh. Well, I keep hearing that stupid clicking. So obviously you're doing something you're not supposed to be doing. No, it was me. No, I was doing it too then. Yeah, we, we were both doing other things. Wow. So we don't we don't do the show for three weeks and all of us, because I'm I'm coloring at the moment, we're all doing something while we're doing the show. And I mean I think it's You huh? talk a lot, Latoya. I I mean, yeah, you keep calling me. I'm like, what is wrong with you? While you're talking, it's like, God, I gotta do something. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway. <laughs> well, I just thought it was funny that today, you know, my mom calls and I have to, you know, mute myself. And then my dad calls and I'm like, people, I'm doing the show. So yeah. and my mom comes in to yeah. the calm running. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we get for not recording for three weeks. Everyone, That's knows, right. you know, it's like yeah. So, I mean, I'd like to believe that there was other stuff that happened outside of television because we've talked a lot about TV, what we've been watching and stuff well, in those three weeks. Well, has got to tell us his worst book. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was buying time, so. <laughs> okay. Now, this <laughs> week is midterm. Oh, is it? Yeah, so we're halfway through the semester already. Jeez. And, uh, you know, we've reached that part of the semester where all my students are telling me I'm the best teacher they've ever had, which is nice. Of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the mornings, uh, it's, it's got, you know, last semester, you know, it used to be I was showing movies in the morning mm-hmm. to where even though I only had five students in first block, before class started, I would have like, you know, 15 to 25 students. In there, <laughs> right? So it's, it's that way again this semester, but um, it's like now for some reason, they all want to be as physically close to me as possible. Oh my gosh. They're like all around my desk. And it, I cannot see past them. Why? Right. They just want to hang out. They want to be as close as possible. Yeah. And, but geez, it's like, so they're, all up, they're all up there like around me and they're having like all these different conversations. And it's so funny because I'll be trying to talk to one and there'll be three other people say, Mr. Reese, Mr. Reese. And so I'll kind of like, kind of turn from that one to, to the <laughs> you know it's just i don't know it's exhausting but i mean it's kind of sweet i guess 
I mean, it is that they actually want to be around you and stuff, but I'd be like, y'all need to back up. It is COVID time. Nope. That's that's why people tend to love me more than you, Latoya. (laughs) Yeah, that is true. I, you are so much more approachable than I am. They want to be near me, and I allow it. And you, and people come to you and be like, "Get the hell back!" Yes, yes. And it's, well, it's funny. I took of that. <laughs> I took an assessment yesterday, um, just yeah. because I like that kind of stuff. Um, it's it's based on well, the creators of the Myers Briggs uh, t- assessments did this one too. It's called Sixteen Personalities. Yeah, I took that too. Like, yeah, and you can take it online. Yeah, it's free. Reminded. Do you want it? It actually reminded me to talk about that. Cool. So yeah, you talk about that, then I'll jump in afterwards. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, <laughs> the personality test basically you just you answer a bunch of questions, uh, and, it, and are you talking about the actual Myers Briggs or like yeah, the Myers Briggs and the other thing? Mm-hmm. Uh huh. They're pretty much the same thing, except yeah, yeah, right. They, and they basically, I mean, they tell you about your personality and all, and what career paths might be best for you. Yeah. What's best with social interactions, things other people might need to know when interacting with you and mm-hmm. all this, all this handy Yeah, stuff. I was going to send it to you, Barry, yesterday. So, okay. I mean, Latoya, what'd you get? Um, so I am actually, which sort of surprises me, I am in the rarest of personality types. I am a, uh, the advocate. I'm an INFJT. And so they were saying like, what, maybe 1% of the population falls into it. And both of y'all are in that? Yes. Are you also the same thing? Wow. Tachala, you're, you're the same? Yes. That is, wow. That is so freaking cool. No wonder I, you don't I, like I, me. I made my mother take two. Carrie <laughs> was the same thing? Yes. So yeah, I think it's a special kind of, you should take it then, Barry. Um, It doesn't take long. It's a hundred questions. You you don't strike me as fitting the requirements for it. Okay. Yeah, because it just seems weird if it's 1% and I like have three people surrounding me. You'd probably be in the same area, but not not the same. Yeah, I I don't think you'd be the very same area. I don't think you're an advocate. Mm, Okay. But I'll send you the link. And yeah, it's, huh? What does it mean to be an advocate? You like to advocate for things? Uh, well, no, it's a bit more complex than that. So my, um, the results, there's a, there's 14, di- or sorry, 16 different, um, I think it's 16 different personality types. Yeah, there's 16 different personality types split into four categories. Right. And so the T equals turbulent. You could be an, uh, I think it's an A or something, which is a turbulent. Right. And so I was surprised I wasn't assertive at the onset, but then I read it and I was like, oh yeah. Okay. So for me, uh, my I is the I stands for introverted. Um, so I'm 76% on the introverted side. I'm like, yeah, um, because I'm an extroverted introvert. I don't like to have to be talking necessarily. Um, I'm intuitive versus observant. Huh? The N is intuitive. Right. The I, um, well, yeah, intuitive, but they use the N. Um, and then the F is feeling. So I'm more feeling than thinking. I'm 57% on the feeling side. Um, the J is judging. I'm 81% versus um, prospecting. 
And then of course the, the T is the turbulent versus assertive. But I was reading it yesterday because I was th I'm thinking of um, possibly pivoting my business a little bit. I'll get into that at some point sometime later, but um, it, was, it was just really reassuring. So as far as career paths, they, for, for us, myself and uh, T'Challa, they talked, they, talk about people who also like famous people who fall into our yeah. our type so like uh Mar maria kondo is a part of our group uh, lady gaga they believe is, huh? yeah. yep yep so it's like that's actually really kind of cool hmm? we also have morgan freeman mm -hmm. yep we I'm do so it's, I mean, they give you a lot of information. I actually didn't finish reading it yesterday because I was only going on less than four hours of sleep. And so I was kind of all over the place yesterday. So I did um, start to read it and then it does let you get um, deeper into it. But so far, everything I've read has been spot on for me. Yeah, same. Which is, which is eerie because not, you know, you take all sorts of different ones and some of them, you know, you'll share similarities in different types, but sometimes you can basically say, oh, well, this is definitely, definitely not me. I've not read anything that out of what I've seen that um, is saying that, you know, no, that doesn't, that's not me at all. But it says apparently that we can do well in career paths like counselors, psychologists, teachers, social workers, yoga instructors, <laughs> and spiritual leaders. Um, but we could also do healthcare. Um, so I, I just thought it was interesting because a lot of times it says that, um, you know, we often are drawn to paths like in writing, authoring many popular books and blogs and stories and screenplays and we're artistic. Um, so, so yeah, I, I mean, I found it really, yeah, really. The only thing that was kind of incorrect on mine was I am definitely not an artistic person. <laughs> hmm, but I mean, maybe it's not in the, the traditional sense because I don't see myself, like my brother, I think is far more artistic than I am, but I, I can see where maybe how that might come off on a test on, on an assessment like this that maybe some of the things that you engage in is because of that more artistic yeah, yeah, side yeah. Mm -hmm. so maybe some of your interests lie more in the you know so anyway so yeah Barry I'm going to send that to you but that's cool I didn't realize you had taken that T'Challa yay <laughs> I, this thing, I did a thing for you science okay oh I remember the you science and I was trying to um to log back in there because because it gave me all that same information, though. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see here. I have to reset my password, so you'll hear me clicking. Of course. I mean, that's not any different than normal. So I'm going to send you the link to mine, and then you can probably just take it from there or something, uh, my profile. Because I have mine as, as public. Um, if, if you want, you can just take the existing uh, personalities one. It, it's, it's yeah it's really easy i mean like i said it's 100 questions but they go by quickly um and before you know it it's done but i yeah i feel like it really it really hit the nail on the head it gives you opportunities to like pay for stuff i'm contemplating what i'm going to do if i'm going to buy like the premium profile um because they give you the op opportunity to like take more tests and stuff like that and i'm like i don't know if i really want to take more 
Honestly, mm -hmm. it's better than to just pay for the actual Myers Briggs. All right. So I'm into um, my thing here. What, your youth science one or something? Yeah. Okay. The only youth science thing I've taken has to do with um, color blindness. Yeah, it says um, ultimately, it doesn't give me my Myers Briggs thing. I thought it did. You, you, I, I, yeah, ultimately, I they said that I was a brainstormer. I think on my feet, respond quickly, enjoy engaging. Mm -hmm. You're likely to enjoy creative environments. You can talk about any topic, whether or not you know or care much about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's pretty true. So I can talk about anything. Um, yeah, they, they uh, said that I, my best careers were a teacher. Mm -hmm. psychologist administrator lawyer mental health and substance abuse social worker okay so yeah you always struck me as uh, like on 16 personalities they call it tonsil mm. ESFJ yeah. But yeah, so the 16 personalities were are the same or built on the same structure as Myers-Briggs. It's just a simplified version of the Myers-Briggs. Um, okay. And because I've taken other more intense um, assessments, I'm like, you know, yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, if I was to take the Myers-Briggs, it would probably come out the very same way. So um, I took a sister one to the Myers-Briggs uh, before. But it was, it's just really, really insightful. I think you should take it and, you know, definitely share with us maybe on the next show. Um, well, no, you need to tell me beforehand, but um, we can talk about it more on the next show, um, what, what yours is. Um, by that time, I'll be able to actually have read a little bit more about my stuff. And, um, you know, I was surprised. What's funny is that I took another, um, I'd taken this other assessment and basically run the profile because I was considering, like I said, a shift in the way that I'm doing my business and possibly leaning over into kind of a, um, like a personal and productivity coach type thing. And mm -hmm. the assessment I took was saying, you know, maybe no. But then I read the Myers um, or 16 personalities and it's saying, well, you know, this is generally something you'll go into. And what's really good about it too is that it kind of digs a lot more below the surface as to motivation, you know? So yeah. there were things that I was like, oh yeah, that is true, you know? Um, so I think it's awesome that it's for free for one. I, I, I assumed I was gonna have to pay for it. Um, but, you know, the only thing you would pay for is if you wanted to get even more deeper into um some of their more premium tools um i don't know if i i think i well i know i'm gonna at least do like for twenty dollars you can get um access to some more um assessments and that kind of thing for 49 dollars, you can actually download pdf your um all of your information and you know, I, I I like the idea of that. But if you pay one hundred and sixty nine dollars, you have access to all of the different. Um, you can download all of the profiles 
Um, so the, you know, the 16 profiles, you get to download the information about all of them, which I thought would be kind of cool. Cause I was like, well, if I wanted this to be a part of maybe my shifting, you know, shift in business, it would be good to understand all of them. Um, so anyway, you have to take it. How many questions is it? I told you, I said it like twice. It's a hundred questions, yeah. but they're really, really, no, I mean, but they go by fast. You're just, yeah, they, you know, it, it basically, they could ask you a question of, or, or make a statement. You really enjoy being in a crowd and then you're going to, you have neutral and then you have three to select on each side. Like, you know, agree, highly agree, or definitely, you know, but yeah. it's so simple that it yeah it doesn't i think it it felt like it only took me like five or so minutes to take it um because you you usually with assessments you know you're not supposed to overthink it so you know go right. with your gut response um but yeah i think you'll i think you'll I, again i really really want to know what yours ends up being so i'm taking it now actually yeah that's, that's nice i'm just i was wondering well, when it's gonna be done while you're taking it, well, it gives you the percentage thing at the top. Shoot. Um, so, T'Challa, did you figure out what what your book was? Um, I have actually never read a book that I truly hated that much. Really? Um, in my well, I mean, have you read any that you've just dis disliked? Read was I? I have to say, the boy in the striped pajamas. Oh, I like. That I book. liked the book, but it was so depressing that I just. Yeah, I watched the movie. I never saw the book. I, I mean, I read the book. That was a hard movie to watch. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think it was written well. I don't think there's anything really wrong with the book. It's just the feeling you have when you walk away it's from just, it. <laughs> yeah, it's just so heavy, so dark. Mm. Yeah, it's hard to be excited about stuff like that. Yes. Yes. Oh yeah, kids in concentration camp doesn't make you think it's going to be upbeat. Right, right. And I mean, it was a, apparently a huge book. I had to read that for school anyway. Wow. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. I had my students read that a couple of years ago too. It was like my too. sixth grade thing. Yeah, it was my tenth graders. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I mean, but speaking of books in general, um, are you actually reading any, anything right now, T'Challa? Um, I've been rereading Amulet lately. Oh God, you're like your dad. Why do you freaking reread a book? Anyway, what is that book about? I have no clue what it is. Okay. It, what genre is it? Is... A nine-part series of graphic novels. Okay. All right, I'm and done. Right, right now, only <laughs> one. Can wait. Go ahead. Hey, keep going, Joe. But anyway, it's it's about this family who gets trapped in this alternate world with magic mm -hmm. and everything. Okay. It's just an interesting. It's an interesting story. I mean, I really can't say much. I mean that that's that's part of it is there, there there's all there's a lot of surprises. I guess it's so that's why you're rereading it. Is that is it is it kind of like with a movie or TV show where you feel like you might have missed something? Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Oh, okay, so like you feel like you there's more layers to it as you reread them. Yes. Okay. Cool. I like that. 
All right, Barry. All right. So first of all, let me before I, I say what it says, I am. Let mm-hmm. me say that this thing is full of shit. Well, you anyway, whatever. Um, tell us what you are. This is why. So you was it the one I said? You, T'Challa, are amongst the rarest of the types, right? As are you, Latoya. Mm-hmm. As is T'Challa's mother. Mm-hmm. As am I. Are you really? Like it I, says, several of my friends have taken it and they got completely different things. So there's not there's not bullshit. Okay. I can assure you there's no bullshit. And I mean it could be because of the type we are. That's why we navigate toward each each other. People <laughs> with the same personality type would naturally gravitate towards other people. Yes, gravitate, not navigate. But and um it would make sense they would raise people with similar ideals. It says I am a INFJA. Ah. Hey, okay. You are yep. different. You got the I you got the assertive one. Not yep. The turbulent one. Yep. The assertive ones tend to be more confident and relaxed. Yep. True. Are more self-doubting and judgy. Yes. Yeah. But still, that's pretty damn close. Um says I believe in treating people as if they what they were ought to be and you help them become what they're capable of being. Yep, that is that is you. Yeah, I was thinking you'd either be that or console. Mm-hmm. Oh, they compare me to Daredevil from the comics. Yeah. Oh, we're, oh yeah, yeah. He's a, he's an I. He, he is an INFJ. So yeah. Atticus Finch. Yep. Uh, Aramis from Three Musketeers. Yep. <laughs> Brother from Lost. Yep. I love that we're also is it Mother Teresa, Nelson Mandela, Mandela, Martin Luther King, Galadriel, Aragorn, yep. John Snow, I think, is on the yeah, list. John Snow. You see, at the top, there's a bar that goes through like your strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. like, friendships and such. Uh, creative, insightful, principled, passionate, altruistic, sensitive to criticism, reluctant to open up, perfectionist, avoid the ordinary. And prone to burnout. Yep. And yeah, I, that's definitely me. Let me see what kind of romantic relationship I have. Mm. What did, so did you get as far as your role? What was your role, T'Challa? Mine is diplomat. What do you mean? Where is that? So like if you go to your profile um, and click on you know, your profile while you're logged in, it tells you. I didn't make it Huh? I didn't make an account. Oh, well, I mean, you should be able to look on your profile anyway to say to see what type you are. Um, so, I mean, it says I'm a turbulent ad- advocate type. My code is INFJT. My role is diplomat. My strategy is constant improvement. Those are the same ones as mine. Okay, cool. Cool, cool. So, where's oh, my role is diplomat. Yeah. Okay. And strategy is constant improvement. Yep. Which I, I, I can definitely see. I do think it's interesting that you're you are sure you are sure that everybody doesn't get this. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. One of my friends got um what's gonna call it? A mediator. Mm. Mm. All right, well what, what I, if, and I had another one get uh logistician. I cannot say that word. Logist logistician or whatever? Yes. What about under your personality? I'm 35% extroverted, 65% introverted. Magician for some reason. Yeah. 
I'm 76% introverted. I'm 65. Um, okay. Or let me see. What's your, how about your intuitive? What, I was 76 introverted. Cool. Uh, and under your energy, what do you have, Barry, as your int intuitive? 76%. Wow. Also 76%. Mine's 59. Oh, okay. Um, I was 86% feeling. I'm 57% feeling. I'm 56. Okay. Um, I had 92 on judging. Whoa! <laughs> I'm an 81. Yeah, I'm an 86. And I had Jeez. 74 on turbulent. Wow, I'm 64 on turbulent. I'm 58. On this assertive. That's, well, that's why I'm the more assertive of you guys, I guess. But, <laughs> uh. but yeah, d definitely deep dive in some into the stuff. Like I said, I have to go back and start reading more of it because I just picked out categories quickly that I wanted to see. I actually have not read the part about relationships um, yet. I jumped to the career path stuff. Um, but I plan on finishing reading it today and then making some sort of decision in the next couple of days, which level of premium I want to get. Because, you know, I mean, so Barry, do you see myself or even T'Challa? Because I mean, I know T'Challa doesn't like me even though we're the same now. But anyway, <laughs> if, um, <laughs> if, we, if I was to do something more in the, the counseling side of things, um, do you see that as something that I might be good at or? you know keep it 100 because I, I told my husband about it and you know he'll you know support whatever but I think you would be um but at the same time I, I I could see you getting really really burned out on all that human interaction mm -hmm. yeah same um I could see you getting very frustrated um with it as well I mean Originally, I thought of being a counselor, and then I kind of realized at some point that every most people who go to counselors know what they need to do already. Mm -hmm. Just want somebody to tell them, and then they're not going to do it. So <laughs> I, I, that's why I didn't become a counselor, because I was like, what, at some point I'm going to snap and tell somebody, <laughs> you know, why the fuck are you still coming here? You know what to do, right? So... Oh, but Barry, oh, that is just even, hmm, there's so much more deeper meaning to that, but okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. But yeah, I mean, I'm considering doing a shift from what it is that I'm doing exclusively now to incorporate some of this stuff. So because I'm, I, I feel like I'm really good at finding productivity tools, those types of things, using them to, to augment and help individuals um, kind of get you know make some sort of um focus or order to <laughs> aspects of their life um but because i've been working with this one client who is an executive coach for um i guess this year is six years um even since even in when i first engaged with her as a client um while i was working with her part part of it um i'd worked with her full-time for a while and I just found it really interesting, the mechanics of, of the entire thing. Also, the back end stuff on how to build out um, that business was very, very interesting to me. So um, yeah. I've kind of hit, um, I suppose, a midlife crisis <laughs> at 40. And I still feel like I don't fully know what I want to do. 
But I also know that, you know, and I, I read certainly more in the assessment stuff that, you know, because I'm so interested in so many different things, um, it's like me, I have my, my hand in a lot of different pots, but it does lead, lead to burnout. And I've, I'm at that point. And it's like, you know, you have to at some point decide, okay, yeah, you might like this, but you're going to have to let it go. Um, and then find what it is that really drives me and motivates me what it is I want to find what it is that makes me excited to get up every morning to go to work you know so I feel like I don't have that yet you need to become a school teacher god no I I'd have the same feelings as a counselor in that way where I just I mean no and and do you think that you sell being a teacher because the stuff that you tell me I'm like you know I always tell you there's no freaking way (laughs) that I'd be able to deal with that crap but see, it, to me, I, it's really hard to get burned out really teaching because it's on such a rigid schedule mm-hmm. that you have so little time in between classes that you can't dwell on the bad stuff. I could have a terrible class, but you know what? Five minutes from now, I got another class I got to get ready for. And, you know, you do it. Well, again. maybe that's why you're a good A because um, T's tend to <laughs> tend to um think about it and think about it and think about it so um anyway um t'challa did have one thing to share before um we leave today um so yesterday my uh this will sell you fully on it uh yesterday my ninth graders finished their uh romeo and juliet papers Mm -hmm. and um we're certainly not gonna say anyone's name here but um, oh, yeah. I did one. It had to be one thousand five hundred words, right? Okay. And they could pick between these two topics. This particular student uh, chose to do the topic about the importance of foils in this play Romeo and Juliet, right? So, in case you don't know, a foil is a character who is whose main purpose is to serve as a contrast to your main character, right? Thus, it establishes more of the main character's personality characteristics. Mm-hmm. For instance, uh, Watson is a foil for Sherlock Holmes. Right. Sherlock Holmes is so utterly brilliant that we need Watson to ask him, how did you figure that out? So that Holmes has an excuse to explain it to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, same way, you know, you also, frequently you'll have the good girl whose best friend is the wild girl. Right because it makes the good girl look even better, right? All right, so did you want to read parts of this, T'Challa, or did you want me to read it? Oh, yes, I would like to read (laughs) excerpts from this wonderful novel we have here. Oh, my gosh. 1,500 words. I'm turning the laptop around so it'll be facing him. Mm -hmm. But this one is 3,000 words. So they did twice what they were required to do. Okay, so this could go one of you know two ways but okay i'm hoping for the that it's going to be awesome but go ahead okay uh let's see here i would like to go ahead and say that every other line for some reason is double spaced <laughs> entire paragraphs consent heck can are made up of one and a half sentences at best. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is an issue. Yes. Let's see here. 
Another would be Juliet, and the nurse is old, and Juliet is, and virginal, and Juliet just want love. That is a piece of this. Yeah. This is not a special ed student. No. Maybe he's doing slam poetry. <laughs> yeah. I, I told uh, T'Challa, it's kind of like um, stream of consciousness writing. Let's yeah, see. yeah. Uh, teeth left. She did not want pears because when Rome had want to this party, he had his eyes. Okay. Now, after a certain point, it just becomes almost copy-pasted text from, from, the this, from the play. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, was, and it's... They clearly didn't actually copy and paste it. They obviously typed it out because there's so many obvious grammatical issues. I'm almost impressed by this dedication. Yeah, that's a There favorite. almost seems to be no periods after... No spaces. Oh my gosh. Periods or punctuation. And it it's like typing a web URL. And wow. They, they do sometimes have problems with periods. Um, no, here we are. Replace the name placeholder with the name of each character. While reading, look for. I don't know what happened there. That's actually in the text he submitted? Yes. Yes. Holy I'm assuming it's a male, sorry. Um, yeah, it is a girl. Oh, wow. Wow. There is a segment of this that appears to be ripped from some sort of article on the exact process of writing an essay. Yes, yes. Wow. <laughs> definitely, there's chunks of a template here in this middle segment before it switches over to just stolen content. Well, there's a there's a lengthy section where she um, talks about the use of foils in Harry Potter. Oh yeah, I saw that one. Yeah, and then also the foils in of mice and men. Okay, yeah. Oh, the more one, I'm I'm looking for it. It's very long. Yeah, and it's about I think Harry and Draco. Yeah. This is so long. I can't find it. That is insane. So bad. Well, I know you and I, Barry, argue about the fact sometimes where it's like, you know, you'll give them a certain grade and I'm like, you know, I feel like you're just giving them a pass in some ways. Um, but okay. I would like to note that I found the part about Harry Potter. Okay. And it is clearly, I mean, in the most obvious fashion ever, it's it switches writing style just for this segment. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> clearly copy pasted from an article about how foils are used. Yeah. Would you want me to read the chunk? It, it's a long one. <laughs> it depends. Is it? You think it's interesting enough to read? Probably not. Okay. That's, um, wow. Okay. <laughs> I will say some of the some of the things they turned in were really really good. Um, was very, it original thought? Are you talking about this person or just as a whole? Everyone? Oh, as a whole. Some oh, okay. of them did very, very well, yeah. Okay, okay. So what, what were the four grading categories again? So I graded them on uh, the quality of their research. Okay. Use of grammar on their creativity. And uh, then the last one was um, their ability to stay on topic. Wow. And what was it that we had decided this one should be? Yeah, so... Um, 
T'Challa said that he felt the, you know, there was a lot of research here. Yes. I wouldn't give it a four because they clearly didn't know what they were researching. Right. So he had said a three. three. Yeah. I'd say three on research. Uh, Grammar, I think we said a one. one. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then there was creativity. Creativity was definitely a four. All right. That'd be eight. And then the last one was ability to stay on topic. And I'd say that's, well, if their topic is foils, but, I'd say that's the majority of the But story. the topic was the, the use of foils in, in Romeo and Juliet. Well, there is an entire excerpt. excerpt from sorry, the play. From the play. Yeah. So I'd give that one a two. All right, it's two. Oh, my gosh. So in that case, you know, you're looking at like an 11 out of 16, which is a high 60-something. Oh, yeah, I think I would have probably gone a, in a different direction with the grading. I, I agree with the, you know, most of the, the scoring, but yeah. I still don't feel like it's even, it warrants that higher grade. I mean, I mean, in my opinion, they should get bonus points for doing double the required amount of writing. Well, no, but you're giving credence to the fact that they actually didn't follow directions as far as what they specifically needed to be writing about. They did research. That research should have helped them formulate a better paper, not that research should have appeared in the paper. (laughs) So, um, um, well, and, you know, some people I'm sure are probably listening and going, well, why didn't, you know, Barry help them? Um, I did actually work with them all week. Um, every time they would turn in something like this to me as part of their rough draft, I would call them up and I would say, you know, this whole section you've got here doesn't relate at all, you know? And I pointed out several places where it's like, you know, this doesn't sound like your language. You need to paraphrase this and you need to tell me how does it relate to the topic? And that part about Harry Potter and that I, I specifically told her, I said, this is really interesting stuff, does not relate to the topic. So you probably want to just delete all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, but she didn't really delete anything. She just kept adding to it. Hmm. Um, and I will say this for her. She was working nonstop every day in class uh, producing this. Right. But again, it comes down to, do we give them a grade because they participated? participation doesn't mean that they've done what they were supposed to do but they did do part of what they were supposed to do (laughs) and wrote the essay better yet they wrote two essays in one but they didn't really write all of it it's plagiarized and to be fair there were many students who did no work at all you you should (laughs) you should take off some points for plagiarism i'd say knock that 60 high 60 down in like in the 40s yeah so i mean i do i do feel like i should because not all of it was plagiarized i do feel like i should reward people who make the effort to do nothing <sighs> as opposed to do nothing that's right? so indicative of, of that of that generation where it's like okay i should get something because i showed up and it's like well but, you know what if, if if i gave her a zero right and so i'm not saying give her a zero I'm just, I'm just saying, right, then I guarantee you she would feel like, you know what, I might as well have just done what the kid next to me did. He got almost the same grade and did nothing. Well, how is that preparing that person for life, though? We just passed the buck. 
you know it's like oh well let let's let make them feel good even though what they did is wrong answer yeah it's it's the way generations are raised now there's nothing you can do i mean look it's just a continuous downward spiral that is humanity sure is because it's always been this way we're just noticing it now the kid who sits next to her legitimately turned in nothing okay which is a zero right Mm -hmm. i do think she should you know get a pat on the back for at least trying she is a ninth grader so this was the first time she's written a paper of this length or attempted to right um it won't be the last time this semester she'll have a chance to try and work on this you know but i think you know for a first effort um keeping in mind that not everybody has had you know the same background um i'd be i'd be okay giving this something in the 60s Okay, I would say low 60s, but okay. Yeah, I mean, somewhere in the 60s. Um, and, you know, I, I just think, you know, you, when I first started teaching, I thought, you know what, to be fair, I should judge every single person on their own merits completely without thinking about any other student. And I, that's, I don't think that's really the way any teacher ends up doing it. You've got to keep in mind what that student is capable of. But sometimes I've given students, a, a, you know, an 80 or a 90, and it's because, you know what, for that kid, that is incredible. For that kid, I want them to know, I know you worked as hard as you possibly could. That is fantastic. You know, you can do this even though it's hard for you. Yeah, but how does that help them in the real world? How does most school help them in the real world? <laughs> it does. Because part of what I'm doing is trying to give them the confidence to take chances, to do things. Because like when we start every semester, when I say at some point we're going to write a 1,500 word paper, over two thirds of the class will say, I can't do that. So the mere fact that I've gotten to where all but two or three of them did it, that's remarkable growth, you know? And yes, I agree with you that this is probably things that they should have learned how to do in fifth and sixth grade, but I can't help that. I have to take them as they are right now, you know, and try to get them as far as I can right now. I just feel like, you know, when with, with the whole grading system, that kind of thing, when you look at it, you know, in a non point blank way when, when you're doing grading, that it just, it, it sets them up for failure. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I yeah. appreciate the fact that when I was not doing well in school or at my best, that my grade reflected that I was not paying attention or I wasn't, you know, doing what I needed to do. Um, you know, I think it, yeah, it is a generational thing. Um, you know, the expectations that were placed on me as a child was my one job was to do well in school, period. Yeah. And well wasn't defined as what's well for me. It's well in the grand scheme of, you know, against your peers and that kind of thing. So that's where I kind of have that issue is that, you know, because whoever turned in a paper and there's words on it doesn't mean that there's reason for celebration. Um, but, you know, again, that's why I don't think I can be a teacher. <laughs> because I don't have that kind of patience. 
Well, and, you know, ultimately, I mean, I agree that, but nobody finishes with an A in my class who are not the brightest kids in the class. You know, in, um, so, but it's, it's in relation to that class, not in relation to, okay, this is truly an A. Uh, sometimes it is. It depends. Okay. Um, if I have a kid who I believe is truly, and like, you know, in every class I have a few, in my second block right now, I have like five or six kids who are, I think, solid students. Mm-hmm. And I grade them that way. Um, you know, and this student we're talking about here, even though maybe if I were grading her a, in a straight scale would not deserve a 62 or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. The fact is, she's failing my class as it is. So her average will actually go up with a 62. So part of it is me trying to encourage her to not give up. Because, you know, they will, they'll just quit if they think there's no hope. And so even if she turns in something to me that's really not that great, I'm still going to give her a grade that I hope will encourage her to keep trying, you know? Um, Not everybody is going to be the store manager, so to speak. Some people are going to be stocking the boxes in the back, Mm -hmm. right? I want, you know, and maybe that's where this student is. She's going to be, you know, stocking the boxes, you know. Um, But I want her to have the confidence to do it and the the drive to do it even if she'll never be running the cash the cash register she could still work whereas that kid who sits next to her who does nothing every day he's not going to be working in the store at all you know what i mean no i mean i get it and i mean yeah. it, i just know that that's why among the reasons why i don't think i would be a very good like a traditional teacher in that sense yeah. you know so, i i know <laughs> This week, uh, one of the things they had to do uh, for their warm-up was they had to send a, a text message. Right? Mm. They were doing it on a, a piece of paper, but they were sending a text message to a friend who was going to be taking my class next semester. Mm-hmm. Going to tell them what kind of things they needed to expect to do in the class and what they needed to do to pass the class. And uh, so I did this for all three of my classes. Some of the responses were just hilarious. Um, Everybody seems to agree that the number one thing that new students need to know is they need to bring a jacket <laughs> and, you know, possibly a blanket, you know, because people, people say, oh, Miss Reese, he, he keeps it cold, which is true. Right. Uh, the second thing was a lot of people said, don't sleep in his class or he'll make you read. <laughs> uh, that's something I started this year, which is, you know, if you don't want to read out loud, don't sleep in my class. Because when you put your head down and you first time you snore, that's you volunteering to read out loud in front of the class. Mm. And, you know, I'll do that. I'll be like, you know, all right, so who wants to volunteer for this one? And then I'll go and knock on somebody's desk and I say, okay, you know, thanks for volunteering. And they'll be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, but then other people, a lot of people were saying, you'll like Mr. Reese, he's chill. Um, he cares about you, blah, 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 which is nice stuff. And that's what you, that's the number one thing you've got to do as a, a teacher is convince these kids that you care about them. Mm-hmm. And so even the ones, you know, even that kid who sleeps every day, who annoys the hell out of me, um, I think if you, if you asked him, he would say that I do care about him. Mm-hmm. Um, because I've told him, I said, you know, you're smart. You can do this. You know, unless you have some sort of physical reason why you can't stay awake for five minutes at a time, this is something you got to work on. <laughs> you know? 
but see, for me, that feels almost more of a, like a babysitter role. If they're, I don't know. I mean, again, not a teacher, me, (laughs) um, at least not that, not at that level of education. Um, but then too, I, even in my master's work, attended school with people who I'm like, how the hell did you even get here? So, you know, I mean, I guess that's just life as well, but, uh, look, look, I have kids in my class who don't get home until one or one or one thirty in the morning because they work and then they get up at six and come to school. So I understand some of them are tired. Um, I have kids, you know, I had a, a thing earlier this semester. I think I told you where I asked them to write about, um, something they had to overcome in their life. Yep. Yeah, you did. You know, I had that one kid whose mother cut his finger off, you know, and I mean, some of their lives, you know, it's just tough, you know, and so I understand that when they get to ninth grade English, you know, it's hard for them, you know, nobody's ever made them try to think, nobody's ever tried to give them, you know, imagination, nobody it almost seems like nobody's telling them they can leave this town, <laughs> so. yeah. I mean, it's just so sad. I mean, it's hard for me to think of people who did not grow up with either a mom or a dad, Mm -hmm. who didn't grow up with somebody who read to them at night, Mm -hmm. grow up, you know, several of these kids, they'll say things like, you know, oh, I hated being with my mom because I always felt unsafe and, you know, it was always kind of creepy. And I'm like, who's with their mom? And it feels creepy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just so hard to... The picture and so you know you just have to you have to give them the benefit of compassion you know now often so like i have this one kid man i complained to him all last semester because he should have had an a he was smart and i took brought him up to my desk and i looked at all his other grades and i said if you were my son i would be so disappointed in you and he was like why i'm passing and i'm like you should have all a's and you got all b's and c's mm-hmm don't be the kid who gets by with what you can get by with, you know, mm-hmm. got, but he, he doesn't have anybody in his life telling him that. Right. You know? Yeah. So when you get these papers, um, or do you keep any of them as really good examples for maybe future classes when you're, I do. Yeah, oh, okay. I do. we call them exemplars and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like I showed my ninth graders, um, this one, that's my ninth grader wrote last semester, um, you got to be careful about showing them those. Otherwise, you're going to get in a whole bunch that sound just like. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so generally, I actually don't show them until they're almost like halfway done. Oh, okay. Um, and then they'll go back and, you know, and tweak it and stuff. Um, but sometimes I'll do things like uh, for my American Lit class, they had to rewrite a story from a different character's perspective this week. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't normally do this, but I actually did the assignment myself. And then uh, the next day before I had them write them, I read what I wrote. Okay. And of course I did get in some that were, you know, wow, this is a lot like what I wrote. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think it did give them an idea of, okay, things you could do, you know? Um, Cause I was, I, I'll be honest with you, mine was pretty damn good. Of course uh, it was. <laughs> <laughs> I even asked them, I said, so what would you give me as a grade? And they're like, oh, 110, 120. I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely would have been at least a 100, I got to admit. Mm-hmm. Probably the best paper I got this year. Mm-hmm. All right, well, we've been talking for almost two hours. 
Oh, wow. Well, we were making up for lost time. That's true. So, so yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't anticipate it going this long either. And we certainly, because I mean, the first half of the show, it felt like was just us talking about TV shows and stuff like that. And then, then we got, got into, yeah, yeah, then it got serious. So. I tell you, if I had a dime, T'Challa, for every time a woman had said to me, <laughs> I didn't anticipate it being as long as this. <laughs> you would have no dimes. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, there, there's more, there are more than one uses for that phrase. <laughs> now, that could either be a good thing or a bad thing. It's true. That, that, that had, could be a bad thing. Could be a bad thing, yeah. <laughs> not, talking about something else. Yeah. Not, not, not what you were, not what you were. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. So we are we are planning to be back next week, um, barring anything catastrophic occurring. Yeah, um, I don't know if Kate's Kate gonna be back. No. Are you gonna email me like five minutes till the show and say, "Hey, would you mind if we did this like you know, two weeks from now?" Well, I'd never do it in an email. That takes too much time. But no, I'm not gonna text you and be like, you know, not up for the show. I guess yeah. I'll be here next week. Okay. Oh, I was I, I I failed to even mention anything about Animal Crossing in this episode. So I've been on a three week break from um, Animal Crossing. When my husband came home, I was just kind of like, yeah, I'm going to take a little break because it was starting to feel like a job a little bit. So um, I've stopped. I did stop playing and um, I'm supposed to start. We're resuming. Uh, Gwen and I are resuming tomorrow because it's day, it's turnip day. So <laughs> got to buy our turnips for the week. But yeah, I've I've been taking a, a game break. Um, they're supposedly coming out with a new switch. Yakuza. Huh? Are you still doing business with those? No, no, I haven't actually in a while. I need to, but um, no, I haven't. Uh, so there's talk about a new switch coming out. Um, I'm not really, you know, I'm like I'm content with mine, and the fact that I have two is fine. Um, but I am looking forward to. There is talk of The Sims coming to the Switch with um, the next release of The Sims, and so I'll be all on that. Um, that would be reason enough for me to continue using my uh, Nintendo Switch. So, mm. okay. I'm glad we worked in the uh, the animal. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> all righty. So I guess until next time, who's who's taking us out? Tchala. Uh, what do I say? <laughs> <laughs> that says it all. <laughs>